Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the re-record of episode two. Yeah. <laughs> what happened at the beginning? What happened with the first record? Well, we spent an hour recording, and um, I guess we ran out of RAM or something. Yeah. And after ten minutes, there was nothing. You know what I have to say about that? What? Fair dead, very sad. Fair dead, very sad. Very sad. Okay. My mom still thinks we should introduce ourselves. I wholeheartedly agree with your mom. Well, I am Ben or Mr. G. I am Peyton or Ms. Rich. Um, And uh, this is very bad. This is very very sad. sad. Should we explain why it's called very dead, very sad? Or? Yeah, later. We'll leave that that as a mystery. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Also, hello to my dad. Oh, yeah. Hello, Russell. Yeah, I forgot to introduce or say hi to him last time so sad so sad why did you do that (laughs) well honestly because like my mom listens to podcasts oh okay you know and i forgot that like if i did something my dad would probably also like listen to it i was like oh my mom listens to podcasts hello to both of you you know who else apparently listens to podcasts who and and this is what I wouldn't have guessed. I looked at our analytics page. Uh-huh. Apparently someone from Belgium. Oh my god, someone from Belgium listened to episode one? Yeah. Well maybe. They might have just accidentally downloaded it. <laughs> this is incredible. I hope there's someone in Belgium who's like trying to learn English. Yeah, and they're like And they also speak Spanish, so they were like, They're dad, very sad. It's very it's very niche. <laughs> I love that. That's incredible. Okay. We okay. have a short prep today, so, so right, right. let's get down to business to let's defeat the to Huns. Business. Where uh, were we last when we last recapped? Um, so I was talking about my. I started with talking about my struggles with engagement, mm-hmm. and how um, when I was, you know, the first day, the the day kind of immediately after recording, or the day that I did record, and we talked about already, um, that like everyone was super engaged. And I was was super hyped for that, and thank you. Uh, and I was super excited for that. And and so day two rolls around, and I had third period because it was a block day. I had third period, and I'm I'm like I walk up with my little bin of envelopes, which is their wallet, which is where they keep their cash and their stocks. And um, I go up to Gittins, who's the kid who is really into the stock market. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like, here's your, here's your envelope. His was on top. And I was like, here's your envelope. And he was just, like, not in the mood for it. And very dad, very sad. Very dad, very sad. <laughs> and um, he was just not in the mood for it. And then, like, I felt, like, this kind of, like, crushing defeat immediately on day two. Yeah. Where it was, like, I, you know, I put all this time into this. You guys were really excited. But, like... It was only good for one day, I guess, you know? Like, I, <laughs> I spent 10 hours of my time. I spent 10 hours of Miss Rich's time. Like, <laughs> um, I think that's a very normal feeling in education, though. Like, when yeah. you plan for something, and then, like, your kid that's normally your most enthusiastic is like, eh, you're like, well, that's it. Well, it's all over it. for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did what every good teacher does yeah. there and just immediately gave up. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> Understandable. We've all been there. Um, so... That was pretty upsetting, and I just kind of, like, I was like, all right, I guess we're not doing this today, and I, like, kind of went off into the corner and sulked. Um, and then the next day, I had uh, the other the other classes I was doing this with, so um, block days on Wednesdays is, you know, 246. Nope. It's not? Nope, it's 135 on Wednesdays. Block days on Wednesdays is 135. <laughs> <laughs> block days on, on Thursdays is 246, and I was doing this in my second, third, and fourth. So I would have second and fourth on the on the following day, and I was thinking about like 
kind of where things went wrong and my initial idea was kind of I went wrong by letting them like by me coming to them and giving them a new element into their environment and that maybe this would have worked better if the envelopes had just kind of started on their desk so that they kind of entered the class, saw the envelopes, knew that's what we were going to do instead of entering the class, sitting down and then suddenly this thing is kind of reintroduced and they have to reevaluate it. Yeah. And so coming into second period the next day, um, I was like, I'm going to start with all of them on their desks. And, uh, and that worked really well. Yay! Yay! They're not very glad! <laughs> They're not very glad. And, um, and that worked super well. But, um, you know, the, then fourth period happened. Right? So second period was super into it. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Love that for second period. But then, but then fourth period happened. And in fourth period, I started with them on their desks. I was like, all right, their market's open. And then nobody did anything. Mm. And I was like, Alvarez, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no mommies. And <laughs> so I was, I was, um, I kind of, I was, I was sulking again in, uh, yeah. in fourth period as they're doing their work. Because I was going to do 10 minutes, the market's open. They do their work 10 minutes, the market's open at the end of class as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, um, they just weren't doing it. They weren't doing anything. And I was, I was really upset. So they're working. I'm thinking about it. And I was thinking about Gittens, that, that kid that on, the, on the previous day, and how I'd maybe let him have too large of an impact on the class. Yeah. And I was thinking about how, like, A, I kind of just took this one kid's reaction as everyone's kid's, every kid's reaction, which also, granted, that class usually has higher energy than it did on that day. Um, and it can be both a very high energy class and a very low energy class. Um, but I'd really kind of let his initial reaction dictate if I gave it out to anyone else at all. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about like, like forms of media. And like this was something that I was really big on when I tried this the first time in, in, in Garfield was to like always have always be giving it my attention in class. I'd always have like the spreadsheet up on the board. I would always be talking about like assignments in terms of like these monetary prices. Yeah. And um, and I really, in this instance, I had let Gittin's reaction be the media. I had let Gittin's reaction just kind of totally drive the class and totally frame everyone else's expectations. And I was like, the biggest like thing that influences kids at this age is other kids. And so for the rest of fourth period, I was, I was thinking, like, what's the second biggest thing? And I was like, oh, it's me. Yes. <laughs> I'm the second biggest influence. You are the access. <laughs> I'm the access to the curriculum. I am the second biggest thing. Which is quite a funny story, by the way, the, how I heard the phrase, you are the access to the curriculum. Where did you hear that? Um, I had a person who I had a teacher who emailed me um, about a newcomer and said I just don't know how they're going to access the curriculum mm-hmm. and I like was very tempted to be like well you are the you're the teacher you are the access to the <laughs> curriculum <laughs> it's you um, so yes you are the thing I am the access it's me um, and so this time at the end of fourth period I said um, you have to make a trade 
Uh-huh. You have to take it take place in one one sale, whether it's buying or selling. I think that was a good move. Yeah, I'm like you have to do it. You know, I went by the end of class. Everyone has to do at least one, and then they did, and then they remembered that they liked this activity. <laughs> you know. Yes, <laughs> I know the feeling. Um, but I think you know, there's this kind of like thing I was talking with my neighbor teacher with which is you have to know something and understand it before you can love it and have an appreciation for it yes and I think that because it's complicated and many kids who have heard of the stock market know that the stock market is complicated and have this initial like is trepidation the right word yeah yeah mm-hmm. have this kind of good word actually it's a great word yeah. which is why I was scared using it nice SAT word there, thank you Mr. yeah no I'm an English teacher I know how that word works <laughs> <laughs> um, but have this trepidation about like going forward with something that they know is complicated. Yeah. Um, and so kind of forcing the issue and then they, they kind of get more comfortable with it and hopefully they'll start kind of doing it more autonomously. But I'm okay forcing it. I'm okay saying you have to do it. It's not a huge deal. Um, but yeah, yeah. So there was, there was this kind of whole moment where I was really not sure how to like get them engaged and keep them engaged. Um, some kids it's not an issue with like a lot of the kids in second actually um do you remember meh yes i do remember meh yes. he said he was gonna have the biggest grade turnaround of the yeah. century or something how did that turn out uh yeah so meh on tuesday of last week was trading at about seven percent which is not not great nope and, and i talked about this last episode how he was just trying to sell to bobby land yeah and he was just like, Bobby Land, you're going to see, I'm going to go up. But Bobby Land just wouldn't buy because he was at 7%. He was like, your grade's not going to go up. Yeah. Anyway, meh, by Friday of last week, uh, is that a 96% in the class? Heck yeah, so this system is working. <laughs> in, that, in, in that sense, yeah. Um, uh, in, in the sense that like it's motivating kids, which I'm super excited about. Um, but, I mean, he... You know how they're all, like, writing this, like, big, long book project? Mm-hmm. He wrote six pages on Thursday. Oh, my goodness. It just, like, in the afternoon. He's like, I'll be right back, Mr. G. Like, <laughs> Look at Mego. So Look at Mego. At its core, this system is working. It is motivating yes. kids to improve their grade, which is awesome. It's awesome. And the intended purpose. Yeah. So. Very bad, very pinche glad. Very pinche glad. <laughs> Um, we only <laughs> swear in Spanish here. We only swear in <laughs> Spanish. Um, and so, so Meh had, you know, like, tons of his own stock, because he kind of couldn't sell it. Um, and, uh, and so he made a boatload of money, Yeah. you know, when his stock went from trading at, like, $1 to trading at, like, $7, and he had, like, all 10 of them, you oh know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so he made just, like, a bucket of money. Well, <laughs> yeah, he was in fact rolling in the deep. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he's not the only kid. And there's this other really interesting kind of uh, case study of this kid named Toenail. Toenail was trading at like a 33% uh, when this project started. And, um, and you know, they're all, they're all trading away. And, 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 and at the end of, uh, I think it might have been Wednesday, I got curious as to like what everyone had. And um, so Toenail's, Toenail's net worth, if he'd like not made any sales, should have been around $30, yeah. right? It was 52 Oh. He had been like selling and buying and trading and just doing really well. And he was just, he was, he was, he was the most effective trader in that class 
except for maybe Gucci napkin. You know, there was there was kids like Mushroom who had like a super high valuation of like eighty dollars if he never bought or sold, and he never bought and sold, and so his value yeah. was eighty dollars. But Toenail should have had a value of like thirty, and did indeed have a value of like fifty. But there was this huge problem because Toenail had just immediately sold all his stocks. Right? Yeah. And so Toenail was finding success. He was finding monetary success without needing to do anything to his grades. Right. Which is a problem. Yes. Because it kind of defeats the purpose. Definitely. And, and you, the, there's this really tricky thing that you run into where if you say you have to hold on to half of your stocks, then you can never sell them. Right. Right? That's a problem. Yes. So Toenail is in this position where he is... Uh, he has, uh, you know, less than, we'll say 75% is the number I eventually came up with, is less than a 75% in the class, and he has none of his own stocks. And so he's eligible for what I <laughs> kind of deemed on the spot as a bounty. Tell me more about this. I'm so excited. A bounty is... Do you play Western music when students ask for it? Like, like I'm trying to keep wah, it kind of wah, under wah. the table for okay. now. But <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so what's a bounty? But a bounty is... Uh, you do this missing assignment, and I will just give you $10, right? Because you're not financially profiting from it otherwise, right. right? There's no financial incentive when you don't own any of your own stock. I have to come up with another system. And so I'm just paying him flat out 10 of these dollars up until he hits 75% in the class. Um, and, and, and that worked. He was like, he immediately did like two or three assignments that way. And I think I'm also paying him like ten dollars a page on the book project mm, okay. until he had seventy five percent of the class. Because <laughs> if if you just did it for every missing assignment, you'd cause this immediate problem where just like everyone is qualified for that, and like anyone who's ever like doesn't have any of their stock, just like they're immediately selling all their stock, and then you have this massive inflation. And so there kind of has to be a cap on it so that the economy stays more or less stable. Um, and that worked really well. Um, and, and, and now he's trading at like 48% just because he did like two or three of his assignments, which is very exciting. He jumped like 15%. <laughs> I think that's a very good idea to combat <laughs> this problem. I think yeah. that, that is a good solution to that problem. <laughs> Thank you. It was my only solution so far. So. <laughs> what, um, so what are the qualifications for getting a bounty? So, so, so to, to, to be eligible for a bounty, you have to be under 75% in the class. And you have to not own any of your own stock. You have to not be. Uh, you have to not be financially benefiting from the move otherwise, right? And and people generally aren't upset about this. A because they understand that the kind of point of this is for people to get their grades up, and B because if you've sold all your stock, then other people are benefiting from it. Like there are other people in the class right. that are going to be benefiting from this move that you just made. Um, Peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, there was another kid in fourth who also qualified for the bounty system. Nice. Nice, yes. And his name is uh, Yodi Land. Got it. Yeah, his name's Yodi Land. And uh, he, so he doesn't own any of his stock, and he's, he's trading, I think, I don't, I forget what he's trading at, but he's, he's, he's not, he doesn't have a C. Um, yeah. And uh, so, so I, I, I come up to him and I'm like, "Hey, Yodi Land, 
you know, you, you qualify for this system, you do this assignment, I'll give you $10, do another one, I'll give you another 10 um, And he takes me up on it. And Yodi Land is a part of the mutual fund in Oh, yay, period. the mutual fund. Right, and you remember how we said there's no advantages to mutual funds? Yes. And that they're just doing it because they're kids? Uh-huh. Well, now because of the bounty system, there is an advantage to mutual funds. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You've created an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> um, an advantage which I did not foresee, but um, because now the issue is, is to qualify for a bounty, you can't own any of your own stocks. Right, but if your mutual if fund your mutual fund so partner does, yeah. So, so Clever, in, clever. <laughs> so now La La Land, the kid that's in Jody Land's mutual fund. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now La La Land can buy uh, Yodi's stocks and Yodi can collect the bounty and they can, you know, effectively double their profits that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just kind of a cool uh, a cool thing that, that I found. I thought that was kind of a very cool thing because I didn't expect mutual funds to be worth anything. Right. I expected me to have to figure out, like, what to do when this, like, eventually dissolved. But yeah. I still will, funds? but I'm also probably not going to. I'm probably going to just say, like, you guys figured out you're the one that joined it. This is the real world. Yeah. You know, like, sometimes partnerships don't work out, and it's messy, and I, I don't know what Market to regulates itself. Figure <laughs> exactly. it out, kids. <laughs> Invisible hand of something or other. Yeah. <laughs> Priming the pump. Ooh, what other phrases do I remember from my senior year econ class? <laughs> Supply and demand. Supply and demand. There we go. Um, Bearable. <laughs> But, um, so yeah, so these kids are making uh, the, this mutual fund actually beneficial. That's so cool. It is really cool. Uh, it's really cool to see. Um, and they were also, uh, I thought this was interesting, they were also trying to figure out who had what number. Right. Right. Which we are hoping to avoid because. Please explain to me why. Well, because the numbers are tied to people's grades. Right. Um, and you and I talked about this initially of like, mm-hmm. how are you, you know, obfuscating, which I think is the word I used last time. You, it is. You are just killing it on the SAT I'm kill- words I'm today. Oh my gosh, I should be an English teacher. You totally should. I belong here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, because it, it, it hides the, it obfuscates uh, who's, mm-hmm. who has which grade. Right. Right. And if, uh, and, and we talked about this last time where it's like, the only real problem is if someone makes a list and keeps track of who has what numbers. Right. And here these kids are doing that. Okay. <laughs> we've got our first problem. <laughs> we've got our first problem. Not really our first, but... Well, we've got a bump in the road. <laughs> a thing that needs to be addressed. A thing that needs to be addressed. Um, fortunately, it doesn't look like they're really harassing students who are not freely saying their numbers. You know, you've got, yeah. you've got various kids uh, in that period who are just like, I'm number 400 and I'm trading at 96%. And then they write that down. But the kids who are not talking, the kids who are in the corner, the kids who are quiet, are not saying their numbers. And this mutual fund between La La Land and Yodi Land. Oh my gosh, we can call it the Land, the land Fund. The Land Fund! Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Land Mutual Fund is not going after those quiet kids. Right. They're just leaving them alone and they're saying, if I hear it, I hear it. And I think it's kind of for fun. They're trying to find some sort of edge within that. I don't know if there will be some kind of market edge in doing that. Um, but they're trying to find one. Yeah, I think, I know we talked about this, um, but I think that as long as they're not harassing people or asking people mm-hmm. and they're just 
writing down information that's freely given, it's not a problem. Yeah. So I think it's more of like a keep tabs on that as mm-hmm. opposed to a shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what's interesting is, is um, these guys are not the only ones making lists. I found out uh, one of my kids in second, Strike Eagle, is uh, he's, he has his, his wallet in an Excel sheet, so he knows how much everything's worth, and it, like, updates or whatever. See, but I love that, because yeah. it's like the kids are so into it, they're using Excel. Like, yeah. that's great. <laughs> this is, I'm really, like, excited to hear about all the different ways that kids are engaging with this. I think no. it's going really well. I, I hope so. Well, it's, it's a new week now. Yes, So that's maybe true. they forgot everything. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I already put them on the desk this morning. I was like, we'll just see how it goes. Excitement. And that's this, there's this really kind of like interesting and awkward thing about delegating class time to this. Yeah. I was wondering about that. I was wondering if you were only going to open the market on block days or if you were going to open the market every day. Well, it's better if it's every day because then that's the media thing I was talking about. They're always mm-hmm. hearing about it. They're always thinking about it. You know, they're always forced to look at it. Mm-hmm. So it's we need to get this project at Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, so it's better if it's every day, um, but kind of how do you navigate that? And on, on yeah. block days, it's very easy. You say 10 minutes at the beginning of class, mm-hmm. 70 minutes of silence, and you're writing, and then 10 minutes at the end of class. Mm-hmm. But on, on your kind of every other day, it's less clear. Yeah, because periods are much shorter. They're much shorter. And so what I've been doing, and we're just kind of seeing how this works, is, is simply saying, here's the assignment. It's due at the end of class. And yeah. then not regulating them when they go and talk to other people because they want to make a trade. Okay. Because they have to do the assignment. Right, and they're going to do the assignment. Because and they're going to do the assignment because then their stock goes down if You're they don't. You're so smart, Mr. German. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and this was this, th- there's, there's kind of that realization that has to happen there. And I've not been really forcing the realization, but I've, and I was scared on day, on day zero, I wasn't super scared that people weren't going to make the realization, but people had not made the realization on day one. On day one, people had, Simply, they were just like, oh, I can trade stocks. But now people are saying, like, oh, the stocks are tied to my grade, mm-hmm. and my grade goes up or down. And people like investing in themselves. You know, people really like investing in themselves because that's the surest bet. Yeah. You know? Because you know what you're going to do. You know what you're going to do, and you can be most certain that yours will go up. You know, you can talk to, to you know, Mushroom or Suzanne, who both have, like, over 100% in the class, and, like, oh, for sure this is going to go up. But, like, maybe they're going to be sick tomorrow, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Um, you are the only one that you're truly in control of. Um, Big life lesson there. <laughs> <laughs> Big life lesson well, there. Suddenly, sidebar of the philosophy. <laughs> I had, actually, when I was in high school, um, I had this friend who wanted me to come to homecoming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, uh, he was like, what do I got to do to get... To, to take you to homecoming or to, to get you to come to homecoming. Okay. I just did not want to go to homecoming. I hated homecoming. I've I never been to homecoming. I never went the entire time I was in high school, so. <laughs> um, well, um, well, I can't spoil the end of the story, but, um, <laughs> but, um, so I'm like, listen, if you can beat the fastest girl in a hundred meter dash, 
I will go to homecoming with you. I'm sorry. A cute girl is asking you to homecoming? No, 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 no. Different, no, no, no. So this friend was a guy friend, and he wanted me to go to homecoming. Uh Uh-huh. With him in, like, a guy couple or whatever. Oh, okay. And he said, what do you have to do? He's like, what do I have to do Uh to get me to go to homecoming? Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, if you can beat the fastest girl... Oh, okay, I understand right. now. I thought this was like a girl that was asking you to homecoming. No, and they're no, like, no. oh, move it really fast. No, I'm no, like, I'll my make goodness, how stupid are that was, you? That was my prom date. was actually the <laughs> fastest, like one of the fastest girls in the county. Right. But that's not important. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, so you said that to him. Yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah. So he sets it up, um, and, and we go out to the track, and, you know, I'm standing at the finish line so I can call the shot. I'm not going to lie. The feminist in me wants him to lose this story. <laughs> wants him to lose well, this story. Well, he, he should get smoked because, I mean, she was, she was really, really fast. And um, the, the, the girl was also a friend of mine. And um, so, so, so they're down there at that end, and, and we've got, like, a, I guess a third friend or a fourth friend, I'm not sure, some other person down there um, doing the ready, set, go. And so ready, set, go. And my, my guy friend takes off, and he comes running down, <laughs> and my friend, who's a girl, just starts walking. Oh, my goodness. Because she's like, you're going to homecoming. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you were double teamed. I was double teamed. Um, so did you go to homecoming? I didn't, because I felt like it was cheap. But that was kind of a very immature high school thing to do. Oh, my goodness. I think if it was me now, I would have done it. But it was, it was an important life lesson, and my dad was like, well, you should count on yourself. You know, like, that's oh, what yeah. my dad said to me when he heard the story. He's like, you shouldn't make bets on other people, you know. Your dad is right. Yeah, my dad <laughs> is right. Thank you, dad. <laughs> I imagine he's listening yeah. to this. <laughs> Brings, bringing us back to the, um, <laughs> bringing us back to the, the present, present project where kids need mm, to bet right. on themselves. So. Right, which is why, you know. Because they're you, the surest bet. You're the surest You bet. don't want to bet on the fastest girl. You don't, even though she, she should have smoked him. I mean, and right. she would have smoked him. I, I think yes. she was running like 11 seconds and he was running in sneakers, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway. <coughs> uh, so, so kids like to bet on themselves. And actually there was, there was this instance where in fourth period, these, um, this kid, Moleskala, had sold off some of his stock earlier in mm-hmm. this game. And the person he sold it to had then sold it to me. Right. Right. And the so bank. it's th- sold it to the bank. So it's in the sea where everyone can buy it. Once you sell to the bank, it's suddenly like public domain. Anyone can buy from me again. Um, and so they saw that his stock was up for grabs again. And uh, him and Oslor like both dived for, for this box. Mm-hmm. And they, they dived for where the, the sea is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a bit of a broken a chair bit here. Of chair. <laughs> It feels more stable than it has, though. Maybe oh. it's because my feet are on the stool. Probably, yeah. What if I take my feet off the stool? Please don't. Do oh that. my gosh, no. Okay, keep the feet on. The <laughs> we're stool. not reclining yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> we're, not, we're not on the holiday yet. <laughs> Why is tonight different than all other nights? <laughs> um, um, but um, so so they both dived for it, and because because you know he's trading at a hundred percent, and um, and so now I have Oslor and Moleskada both really, really vying for Moleskata's stocks. And there was like three of them and I had to do like a three or like a two one split and then Oslor got like uh, uh, an, another like equal value stock. Why did you do that? Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Like why did I give him his own stock? Correct. Because I want him invested in himself, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
but that was like another issue because they were like they were doing that thing where you like both your hands are on it and like in basketball oh, you like dear. jump ball or whatever teenagers <laughs> Um, One of those moments you remember, oh, yes, I work with 16-year-olds. Well, teenagers and NBA players. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I don't actually see a lot of jump balls in the NBA, but I also don't watch basketball. Yeah, so... So, maybe I'm not one to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, so they're both, you know, like, vying for it, and I had to, like, negotiate that. But the the point is the the kids really like to bet on themselves, you know. Um, And that was what, what Mushroom was doing. And why he like was capped out at like eighty percent is because he just only wanted to bet on himself because he knew yeah. he was a sure bet. Yeah. Um. But um. Interestingly, that kid Moliscata I was just talking about. Um. We 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 kind of did the math on his wallet, and we did the math on like the total, I guess GDP of the class, and um, he owns six percent of the entire fourth period economy. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 20 kids in that class, and he owns like six percent of the economy. <laughs> I look forward to like in April, we're like, and now we have the march on Washington. Yeah, now we had a march, <laughs> march on, on Wall. Mar- yeah, march on Wall. Got it. So I guess which which is not not march on Washington. I guess, that's a different civil rights movement. That's a different thing. Huge. I guess I guess 25. So you would march expect him to own like four percent. He's still still six percent is not negligible, um, for sure. Of especially because it's an unbalanced economy. But I just thought it was funny we did the math. He owns six percent of the class, um, despite being one person. Um, also, also I think Gucci Napkin from from second period might be the wealthiest kid of all the classes. He's mm. we did the math. He said it's like one hundred and thirty five dollars. Good on him. Good on him. Well, he is a name brand. He's on on brand. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci Napkin. I can't help but laugh every time we hear his uh, name. <laughs> um, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Um, so, so teenager. So, so, so teenager. Um, another update from from last from last uh, casting of pods mm-hmm. was: um, Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember uh, this whole Maxwell versus Fergus scam? Yes, I do remember yes, that. Yes. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so for those who forgot. Um, Max- Your parents and one guy in Belgium. Yeah, exactly. My parents and one guy in Belgium. If you forgot, uh, last time I talked about this this scam that happened where Maxville stocks was trading at three dollars, and he sold it for Fergus to Fergus for ten, and then when Fergus asked for a one back, Maxville said, uh, "No, I sold it to you for 10. And there's this whole de- kind of debate there um, about kind of like what was going on, but. Um, Maxwell has since increased his grade from like fifty percent or whatever to like ninety four. Look at him go. Look at him go. But also look at Fergus, who just <laughs> whose three dollars <laughs> yeah. stocks just went <laughs> like from three dollars to six dollars. So your prediction of the deal working out better for Fergus in the yeah. end came to pass. Yeah, it came to pass, which is good. Um, but interestingly, I haven't I haven't really noticed a difference in evaluations yet. Because they they're 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 picking up on the pattern. They're understanding that the, the the money goes up with time if kids do their work, you know. Um, there's yet to be this like major change in how stocks are valued, which I think is really interesting. Everything is still tethered to what I the bank will pay for it. Yeah, which um, is good. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. Um, 
but but we've we've yet to really see someone who sees someone at like three dollars be like someone's willing to pay like five dollars for that you know right they'll pay like four dollars for it max um <laughs> uh, can always move to this podcast chair needs to be oiled <laughs> um so like th- which is interesting to me um and it's maybe because like i'm personally very bad at like actually playing these kinds of games i like designing them much more than i like playing them mm. um but um like i would have done that i would have been like your stock is going to be worth more i'm willing to pay more for it yeah um but maybe I'd just go broke. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Because everybody seems to be sticking with this kind of, like, uh, price leader type of model, mm-hmm. you know, where, like, the first person to say what the price is kind of sets the price. Right. You know. Um, there was one kid in, in third who uh, was wrong about a piece of advice that he heard. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I guess he, or he, like, flipped it, where he was like, buy high, sell low. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was trading at, like, $5 or something, and he had, like, 80 or 90 in the class. And um, he's trading at, like, $5, and he's like, listen. He, like, turns to the guy behind him, he's like, listen, I will sell this to you for $1. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he does. He's like he he sells like six or seven of his stocks for like a dollar. And ironically, Gittens was actually sitting like right next to him, or he should have been sitting next to him. But Gittens was like at the board and couldn't hear him. Oh, so there wasn't <laughs> that check. But I feel like this yeah. is good. We're making yeah. this error in right. the classroom. We're making you know, make it in real life. Exactly. And 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 uh, gosh, what's that guy's name? I think that's Big Guy Land. Um, oh, we're just gonna call him Big Guy because he's not in the Land Fund. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So 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 big guys just like you know, buy high, sell low, buy high, sell low. And <laughs> and so he sells his stocks for like a dollar despite that being like a fifth of their value. And then he like turns around, looks at the board, like does some <laughs> like math, and he's like, Wait <laughs> It's like, wait, this doesn't work out for me at all. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and he and and at some some point down the line, he realized he lost like thirty dollars, and now despite being at like eighty or ninety percent, I think he's like eighty-seven. Um, he only has like twenty dollars, like worth of like actual money in his wallet, and he's well. He was he took it very well. He was like, I'm gonna be the first billionaire in this class. <laughs> it's like, all a learning experience. <laughs> yeah. It's all a learning experience. He's like I'm gonna be great. Don't worry, I'm gonna be the richest man here. Fantastic. Um, it was very funny. Um, so, so that was, that was funny. Also in third period, I had a couple kids, uh, I think this kid's name is Zest Zone, who, uh, he comes up to me and he, he, what he basically asks is, can I short myself? Right. Right. So what does he mean by that? What he means by that is shorting in the stock market is where you bet against something, right? So if it goes down... Um, you profit, and the way that works is um, you s- kind of sell you sell the stock before you have it, and then you agree to buy it back later. Um, so uh, let's say you know like you're trading at like a thousand dollars, and I short you, and then you drop down to five hundred, then I've made like five hundred or whatever. I don't know, I don't know exactly how it works, but um, the idea is like 
I sell my shares at a thousand dollars and then I agree to buy them back like a week later no matter what the price is mm -hmm. so it's obviously very risky in the fact that you're like making this commitment right but in the classroom less risky especially right. if you short yourself because you know you're gonna you do know the you're assignment. gonna do the assignment you know and so the way this would work I was like well you basically yes you can do that um, and and he's trading at like a hundred percent right now or 99 or something and I was like basically what you would do is you um, you when we get an assignment you would sell to me right or you sell to someone else and um, you don't do this do the assignment your grade goes down your your value goes down and then you buy back from me when it's low and then you do the assignment and you basically double your profits and um, right so <laughs> so he heard this and he was like yeah I'm not gonna do that because mm -hmm. he, he's an A student. He's a, he's a straight A student. He knows he, yeah. just, he would rather just not do that and just make money off the stocks. But I also think it'll be a, a self-correcting problem. Um, because once you sell to me and other people know what you're doing, they're going to immediately want that stock. Right. You know, they know that the value will not change much and, in fact, will kind of go up once they hold their breath through it going down. Right. Um, and so I don't think it's really going to be an issue. Also, it requires them to do the assignment in order for Anyways. it to go back up, you know? Right, so um, the goal, I guess, is still being met. Right, they're still hopefully doing the work. <laughs> My concern would be, mm -hmm. like, the burden on you for the amount of late work you would have to grade if that catches on. But I think you're right. I don't think it's going, like, I don't think that's going to yeah, be Yeah, I don't think it's going to catch on. I think, I think too many people would simply want to buy those stocks. Yeah. And uh, like every good thing in the classroom, if it catches on, you you know you deal with it as it comes up. Exactly. Like if it catches exactly. on, we can worry about that later. Yeah, but like like, it's only really valuable to kids who have A's anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, because frankly, missing an assignment doesn't affect anyone other than the kids with the highest grade. Like like if you're right. already like not because we're doing weighted grades, mm -hmm. like these smaller assignments. <laughs> the chairs drive me crazy. Um, these smaller assignments really kind of like aren't going to affect kids who already aren't doing the small assignments. Yeah. Um, but they will affect the kids who have been doing them. So it uh, a it only really affects like the A plus kids, and like if Mushroom sells one of his stocks, everyone and their mother is going to want to buy it. Absolutely. Because it's so rarely on the market and mm -hmm. it's so high value. Um. <coughs> um. Yeah, and then I, I had kids who, who were, like, asking in third period, like, oh, can we, like, crash the market? And, like, they wanted to know how to do that. Um, I think that's that's kind of all that's on the card that I, that I have prepared. But uh, I know we wanted to talk about the territories. Yes, yeah, so talk to me a little bit about the territories. So you, on your <coughs> boards, can I describe them? Yeah. So on your boards, you have, for each period, like, this fake landmass, I guess. Yeah. It's like divided into sections and it's got all the names on it, the names that we've been referring to the yeah. students as. And this is very exciting to me because in my sophomore world history class, we played Risk. And it was like very, it was sort of a similar system where like you do homework for your, like for your country and then you got more resources. And mm -hmm. I was the president of the United States, which objectively is a, <laughs> worked in the context of the classroom, but not in the context of the greater world. So it kind of reminds me of that and I find it very exciting. So talk to me about these territories. So the territories are phase three. Phase right? three. So, so what are the f what are the phases? phases? So phase one is um, what we're in right now. It's trading and stocks, and this is the it's probably the most complicated kind of phase, just in terms of understanding what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not 
super clear. Like it's 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 very new to the kids. Yeah, for sure. And um, and so it's it's uh, it's I think it's the one I'm going to kind of initially kind of like take the most time on. Really make sure people understand it. And it's just kind of getting this idea of how these stocks are working. <laughs> it's just the idea of like how these stocks are working and like how it kind of mimics the real the real world as well. Um, that's phase one. Phase two is like in, an introduction of resources where we just kind of add the second dynamic, which is necessary for phase three. Mm -hmm. I'm just not introducing phase three all at once. Um, but yeah, so phase two is we, we're introducing these resources and we introduce the option to go to other classes and to trade with other classes. Okay. Um, and then phase three would be like you get to go to war. You get to like go to war with like the territories around you and then like the other classes. Um, and I can I can hear actually um, if you listen really carefully that is the sound of uh, my mom's eyes rolling. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. Be nice no. to Julie. No, my mom has this certain uh, anxiety which I have to be very careful of um, because. Uh, I'm known to overcomplicate things, mm -hmm. and I can I can feel her hackles getting up right now. <laughs> I can can My you goodness. can you feel those right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to him, Julie. You're great the way you are. <laughs> no, but I've I've been known to overcomplicate things, and I can I can feel her anxiety, and that that anxiety or that premonition of her anxiety is something I'm very conscious of, because I know I have this this tendency to make things more complicated than they need to be. This is already a very complicated system. Um. I was kind of panicking about this last night, actually. Oh, okay. I was like, this system is too complicated. I'm not going to be able to pull this off. Um, but um, I think there was, there was kind of one phrase that I took solace in, which was, we're just going to go till it breaks. Yeah. You know, we're going to go till it doesn't work and see what we, what we kind of can't do as we'll we run into it. Yeah. And, and, like, it's better to mess it up early and know that it doesn't work than, like, yeah, like and, and maybe next year I bring this back and we only do the stocks because the stocks have been working. You know, why overcomplicate yeah. it? I won't have the territories. I won't have anything else. I'll just, like, we'll just do the stocks because the stocks are what worked. But maybe, maybe phase two works and not phase three. Yeah. Something you know? that my advisor told me in the credential program that has always stuck with me is the kids don't have the lesson plan in their hands. Right. Right? Like, they don't know. Like, if you try this and it doesn't work, you can be like, all right, and that was the conclusion of that part. Like, now yeah. <laughs> we're, that we're only doing that for a period of time. Like, there's, they don't know. Yeah. They don't know, like, what our plan is. They're not expecting anything. So if you mm -hmm. try it and it doesn't work, like, you can just... Mm -hmm everyone's favorite word in education, pivot. Pivot. Like, just, you can just try something new. You like self-scaffold. <laughs> yeah, like, the kids don't... The kids don't know what you don't tell them. Yeah. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like, it's yeah. totally fine to take a risk. Yeah. And, and you know, like, like we could have only phase three without phase two, you know, under the proviso of, like, you can only, like, attack within yourself and you can't attack other classes kind of vibe. Right. You know. Um, and so we're just going to see what works. We're going to just, we're going to go until it breaks. Yeah. That was, that was one thing I took solace in. Like, there's nothing writing on this. No. My job isn't writing on this. Nope. The only thing that's writing on this is like potentially the kids' engagement in the class. 
Which, and, and I want to see how deep it goes. <laughs> we'll see. We're going to fall down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so that was one thing. The second thing was I, I put this as three phases intentionally because I know it's a lot, you know, and I do not have to rush into phase two. That's true. You know. We are here. At, we're, we're, we'll be here all semester. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and the semester is long. And, uh, you know, oh, really? I think, like, I think, uh, I think fourth period's for sure ready for phase two. I think second period's probably going to be ready for phase two after today. And then I think third period might be ready for phase two in, like, the next two to three days. Um, but, like, I don't have to send them in there at all. You know, yeah. like, 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 it's entirely on my calendar. For sure. To send them in there, you know. I do think they need to be synchronized, but, like, it's entirely my discretion to say they're ready for this, they're not ready for this. And the kids that are engaged are going to want to know more, and the kids that already aren't engaged already aren't engaged. Um, but yeah, the idea is that in phase three, uh, they get to kind of go to war with them, with each other. And my hope there, and what I, the reason I'm, I'm so hoping for, um, to get to, pay, to to phase three, is because I would really hope that we get to see some kind of, like organized government. That would be really exciting to me. Yeah, is if people felt the need to self-organize and create their own systems of power. That would be really exciting to me. And that's why I don't want to just stick with the stocks because there's more to learn. Honestly, it relates to the color purple, just saying. Oh, which like is this the book <laughs> we're, we're teaching right now. Right, the, these ideas of like, where do we get power from, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, because ultimately I think power comes from recognition. And like, oh, I recognize that you have power over me, so I'm going to let you influence my decisions kind of a thing. Uh, Alice Walker, the author of The Color Purple, famously said, and we talked about this quote in your class, I think talked about this quote too, the, um, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Right, and in this mm -hmm. situation, everyone would have power. And so I really, I really want to get to phase three for that. Um, so exciting. With, with that said, I think it's probably about time to sign off. Yeah. Time to say goodbye. Well, you got to do the sign-off. We practice. sign-off? Well, you say goodbye. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Goodbye, con Dios. Permanecer con Dios. Oh, no. It didn't stop. <laughs>